0: Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce.
1: And this is your podcast for February 16th, 2020, the sixth Sunday after the Epiphany. Uh, We are coming to you not live from Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. And, um, yeah, this is our last Epiphany. And then we have no more for the rest of the year. No more, no more Epiphanies. No, no, no. (laughs) This, I, do we have an, do we have other Epiphanies uh, uh, or, or Sundays
0: of the Epiphany? It won't necessarily have that title, but there is one more Sunday before it, Lent starts.
1: It, well, yes, another Sunday before Lent starts. But as far as Epiphanies go in our uh, religious walk with e- each other and with God, uh, this is the last Epiphany we're going to have for a year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a distressing, depressing thought. <laughs>
1: Hey, hey, look! It's in the title. Like I'm not, I'm not expected to have any more epiphanies this year. It's, this is the last one.
0: <laughs> no, well, remind me never to use that title again. <laughs> Forget what the calendar has printed set, on it. Set the bar pretty that's low there. <laughs> it, you know, look, you
1: only it. have to have six epiphanies <laughs> in a whole year. <laughs> Everything else is just going through just the motions. Go play no, I'm I'm video kidding.
0: games and watch Netflix. And <laughs> Kid- I'm year. kidding,
1: of course. Of, of course, course, I'm kidding. Uh, we, uh, we we have, hopefully every Sunday is an epiphany of sorts. hopefully
0: daily we have epiphanies from God.
1: That's asking a lot of me. Uh, (laughs) there's only, maybe it's, maybe it's a reminder of the same epiphany that I had yesterday. I'm not saying
0: it's novel information. That's true.
1: That's true. It doesn't have to be a unique uh, epiphany. Just a, just a, oh yeah, that's right. Um, so let's, uh, let's. Let's hop over to the word of the day, and we've completed the alphabet, uh-huh. and I'm back to an A word. Okay. Uh, and uh, this word is advowson. A ad advowson. A d v o w s o n. Advowson. Advowson. Advowson.
0: I think it's that. My new. midwestern
1: accent should be like <laughs> scrunch it together. Advowson.
0: i was gonna say it sounds like the new di- you know, drug for diabetes or something. <laughs>
1: ask your doctor if it, yeah. if it, it, it is right for you
0: <laughs> we do have supplements for your insurance i have no idea uh, Wait. Uh, is it something you do with projecting the voice no okay i have no idea no.
1: and and uh, most people at home you do not uh, your doctor should say that at, at, at advocean is is not is not right for you actually the doctor would say that Hasn't is not a medical term at all, um, but uh, despite what you heard, on the <laughs> despite what the you heard on the on our podcast, I'm like, wait, these two <laughs> Yahoo said, um, the it is the right to appoint a member of the clergy to a parish or other ecclesiastical uh, benefice. Huh. The term also means the patronage of a living church. The right of advo- advowson. Or advowson, or however, it, is. it does not have a pronunciation. That's one thing I'd like this yeah. website to have every now and again. Um, the right of advowson is a property right under English law.
0: I was going to say in England.
1: Yeah. Uh, advowson uh, reflects the control that was exercised by feudal lords over churches on their estates. It is also uh, it also reflects early pagan uh, practice of Teut- in Teutonic Europe. The right of advowson may be held by a bishop or a lay patron. The patron may also be a university or corporation, and the patron may nominate or present a candidate to the bishop or ecclesiastical superior, and this nomination cannot be refused without legal cause. Under English law, an advowson must be transferred uh, by gift or sale, Uh, And this practice led to abuses and scandals. There is no right of advice in uh, uh, the Episcopal Episcopal Church.
0: Which is why I didn't know it. (laughs) Um, That's no excuse.
1: No excuse. Know your history. (laughs) But it
0: is a fascinating, to me, nerdiness that I have. um, No. (laughs) Not you. why the Church of England and the Episcopal Church have such a different financial structure Mm. in that, in England, because they, have in parks, they had hundreds of years to build up the system. There are, I don't know what proportion, but a whole lot of churches that all the bills are paid for by the patron, mm-hmm. and therefore people who come to worship there are not even asked to give, and the whole what we call search process for new clergy doesn't involve the congregation at all, because right. it's whoever's paying the bills gets to make the choice. So it's it's yeah. one of those things where even though we share theology, when Church of England clergy and episcopal church clergy talk, it's apples and oranges in terms of how jobs are supported and obtained
1: right so I, yeah I, th- I find it interesting that so under English law, like if a university has right. a uh, has a has a church on campus like as, as You would imagine maybe some of them still do. Yeah. They will approach the powers that be and be like, I want this one. Yeah. And you would have to show legal cause. Not just like, I'm not sure that's a good fit for you. Or like, uh, you're a little bit more traditional and this person's a little bit more out the box or Mm -hmm. vice versa. It would be like, uh, well, they haven't committed a crime, so okay.
0: (laughs) Well, and it could be they're not um, ordained. That's oh, reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, the person uh, is uh, lying about having holy orders. Which is that used still to be... part of English law? Sure, because it's, okay. a, it's a state church. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I got gotcha, you. Yeah, gotcha. So a lot of what for us is church law in England is... Law. <laughs> yeah, law law. Law well, law. So <laughs> like the um, parliament and I believe the queen as well, but I know the parliament... Has to approve any changes to the Book of Common Prayer. Huh? You know, it's not a church decision; it's a political, uh, civic decision.
1: So, in a way, that kind of mirrors some of the conversation that we've had the past couple of weeks talking about uh, 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 Jewish law, Jewish. Show. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it was. I think it was this past week that was one of the readings was talking about. Uh, I think it was the gospel reading that was talking about. I haven't come to supplant the, yeah. the law and the prophets, but to, to fulfill, fulfill them. them. Yeah,
0: last and, week,
1: yeah. And yeah. Uh, and. Um, so that's, and we had talked about how they're really, I mean, that's part of the social weavings that yeah. the, the, it's not so much
0: it's a social structure.
1: church and yeah. then legal structure. It was one, one and the same. Yeah. So uh, um, that is interesting though. I can't, can't imagine uh, a change to the book of common prayer going up to
0: that. Well, and that's why in England, the official book of common prayer is uh, quite old, right? <laughs> And so they've worked around it by having canonical permission to use alternative texts, which are much more similar to our current prayer book. But it's not the official. They can It cannot be called the see, Book of and, Common Prayer. And
1: and the the in my nerdy side, uh, uh, which has uh, here and here and there uh, more of a legal and political mm-hmm. bent because of what I do for a living, uh, I would love to see that uh, like MPs take up a discussion and see uh, the okay. chamber. Uh, uh, have have that kind of very British open discussion yeah. about changes to the book of <laughs> <and> interruptions? <laughs> no, <bollocks>! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Would love to hear that. Uh, uh, I'm sure. That why, yeah, just. I'm sure there'd be lots of, you know, my dear grandma prayed with us. Right. So it's
1: good enough. For the right honourable gentleman shall shut your trap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Surely we should be more godly in this discussion.
1: Order!
0: Okay, now we're, we're, we're on the edge of my Python. We should probably.
1: No, it. no. I, well, I was I was thinking of the uh, who's who's the uh, I forget the name of the the position, but the the guy who currently controls the chamber, and he's stepping down. Uh, now, probably for fear yeah. of having a you know some sort of stress induced heart attack. Right. Uh, but uh, he was always really funny to see how he interacted with somebody yep. and and has they have very Britishy uh, quips mm-hmm. a, about each other, like <laughs> don't be basically like don't be a child.
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <Time to laughs> but go. in a very British way. yes. Uh, so anyways, all right, so all that uh, all that distraction aside. Um, uh, For a
0: term that has no relevance, right, the right,
1: <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's a shame. All you listeners out oh. there have have no power to bring it up to your British MPs to, the, <laughs> to take up a,
0: <laughs> a change to the Book of Common Prayer. So fans of BBC programming, mm-hmm. now some of the different murder mysteries and soap opera shows will make more sense okay. about that cleric and what the heck is going on. Ah, oh, that's a good point. The priest who's doing this, or. Even as just a side character, a very interesting point. Yeah,
1: very, very. All right. Well, let's move into the uh, readings. Yeah. Um, uh, I will point out uh, just in case you you don't join us, but you 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 uh, attended another church or are unable to d- attend church uh, this next Sunday. There there's an optional first reading. Uh, so if you feel that you're missing out on the Deuteronomy reading, uh, Father Bruce assures me that they're basically saying the same thing. Uh, but pretty much, we don't. We don't get to hear from Sirach very often, right? And so we're going to read from the Book of Sirach for the first. Reason. Or am I saying that right? Yep. Sirach or Siric or I
0: think the first one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was just for you, yeah. <laughs> On a public podcast, uh, Sirach, uh, No, Sirach, fifteen, uh, verse fifteen through twenty, reads. If you choose, you can keep the commandments, and to act faithfully is a matter of your own choice. He has placed for you fire and water. Stretch out your hand for whichever you choose. Before each person are life and death, and whichever one chooses will be given. For great is the wisdom of the Lord. He is mighty in power and sees everything. His eyes are on those who fear him, and he knows every human action. He has not commanded anyone to be wicked. And he has not given anyone permission to sin. Um, these don't seem like choices. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, you don't believe this one. Let's move on. Right. <laughs> choose. Choose. You know, you're free to choose. Would you like to die or live? It's your choice. Yeah. <laughs> and yet. And yet. What? Fire or water, whichever one. Put your hand in the either bowl is fine.
0: Now, I don't want to get too personal here, but I'll wait till you finish drinking that. Yes, you, you are a parent, right? Yes, that's true. So, how often have you thought there was an obvious good choice, and the child was like, "No,
1: I choose the bowl of fire." Right. <laughs> I want to see the expression want, on your face. I want to watch the world burn. Yeah. <laughs> Just for a minute.
0: <laughs> no, that's a good point. Yeah, you
1: know, That's I mean, a good point. I want to listen to And also, Ava as a parent, sometimes I've thought about choosing death instead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now this comes clear, doesn't it, my child? But I
1: would never <laughs> unleash <laughs> the child I leave behind on, uh, on someone else. <laughs> I would not do that to you. Uh, but, yeah, um, so... Uh, is, is what is what are, What are we talking about here because it um <laughs> uh, obviously like it does it almost seems a little tongue-in-cheek is it intentionally so like you if you choose you can keep the commandments and it goes kind of go through like descriptors that make it fairly apparent like well you don't really want to choose the other that doesn't yeah, really and yet it's a weighted yeah. question
0: yeah one of the okay
1: a weighted option, I should say. There's yeah. no question posed here.
0: And yet, my goodness, how often in this modern world that knows so much, mm-hmm. do people choose absolutely self-destructive behaviors? True. I mean, it, to me, Seroc, particularly this part of it, is one of those books of the Bible that that seems to know human nature so well, hmm. um, almost more than I think people expect the Bible to know, and therefore makes it. I think, more relevant than people sometimes think the Bible would be. But this is a a wonderful summary of free will Mm -hmm. that we really do get to choose whether or not we're going to do a good thing or a bad thing, how we're going to spend our time, how Mm -hmm. we're going to live our lives. And verse 20 says, God has not commanded anyone to be wicked, and God has not given anyone permission to sin. So that whole false theology of God's controlling every moment of our lives right. he is struck down by this passage. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's key to the foundation of having any kind of ethical system because it really does say your ethics are crucial to how you live your life.
1: That's a good point. So, so what he's really saying is you are still responsible for your yeah. own actions. Though God knows your nature and God knows and sees all, that does not mean that he's he's caused you to do yeah. this or caused this harm to befall you. Or he just knows that, uh, he knows what will happen, but also knows that you're gonna, every now and again, you're going to choose the bowl of fire. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, not so much hinting at, but flat out saying, i like, those are mistakes that you are going to make. It's yeah. not so much that these are, uh, that, that, uh, it was a, Good choice. It just seems bad. It's you're gonna you're gonna mess this up. Yeah, and God knows it. And that's on you. And (laughs) that's on you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, God may know it, but God doesn't cause it. Right. It's more God's deep understanding of who we are as individuals. Okay. That's you know that's when I know Bruce is not gonna. Turn away from. <laughs> right. There. there he goes. <laughs> Buying that second Starbucks when you really should be saving that money.
1: Right, right. I was trying to think of like some uh, model train related <laughs> sin. But it was really difficult to there come up
0: with an N scale building on an HO scale layout. How many times did I send Gabriel to tell him not simple? to do that?
1: <laughs> what a sinful man. Wicked are you. Wicked are you. <laughs> Um, anything else and, and uh, or, or perhaps maybe, uh, uh, I mean, that it does seem a little bit straightforward then as, as after we kind of, uh, talk that out, yeah. is there anything else? Um, like Siraki's he's a minor prophet, right? Uh, not really. Okay. So, uh, let's talk about who Sorak is then real quick.
0: Um, he is a writer for, or writer slash editor because he collected things into this book. Okay. That um, it's a very recent book by Hebrew Scripture Standard. And um, so we know enough from what is said in it that it was probably written in 180 before Christ. Okay. And that's how specific we can get when a writing's this recent. Hmm. I mean, still that's over 2,000 years old. But he mentions who's in power at this point and um, who's the high priest and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and all those things interconnect in a way that we pretty much know to the year when this was collected, and it was um, its purpose was to be a book of instruction for um, raising pr- mainly young adults, not children, but young adults, or mm. help or for instruction to um, help people who are adult who are now adults get back on track. So it has almost uh, so it has a series of lessons and it it doesn't have a flow-through narrative. So it's one of these books to sit down and read in order. It, it's almost mind-blowing because, like, wait, what are we talking about now? But if you were able to have a good translation that helps divide up the sections, each section can be really enlightening. And the last thing is that if you have a Bible that is designed only for Protestants, it's not in it, huh? It's one of those that the um, was so because rec- it's not.
1: It's not apocryphal. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's not. Is it a part of the apocrypha? I think so. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's part of the apocrypha. Okay. Um, and so the when the um. Uh, Rabbis after the fall of the temple. So this is after the death of Jesus Wanted to gather up the for sure for sure for sure important books of the Bible This was not included in that Bible the text was was used, but not as a biblical text mm, Okay, so it was any good rabbi had this and was a text for learning. Yeah, but... I got gotcha. a commentary on the Bible hmm. um, so When Protestants uh, formed their Bible, breaking off from the Roman Catholic Church, they went to the synagogue, saw what was in that Bible, and said, okay, it's not in that Bible, it's not going to be in ours, because that Bible's so old. Interesting. Um, But Episcopalians see the Apocrypha as an important part of the Christian Judeo heritage, and so we include it in a set-aside section called the Apocrypha. If you have a Roman Catholic Bible, it's just among the books. Hmm. Um, because the Roman Catholic Bible uh, was actually started to be collected before the rabbinical work. I shouldn't say Roman Catholic Bible. I should just say Christian Bible. So it was before there were any divisions. The collection of the um, Hebrew scriptures, what we call the Old Testament, had already started before the rabbis started their work of saying which ones they were going to have. Very
1: interesting. Yeah. Um, I think so anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so um, so so essentially the 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 book or letters of Sirac, I guess would probably be no, the book of Sirach. Is it the book of Sirach? It's an
0: instruction book.
1: Is uh so so they basically like they they have a number of different topics and so it's, yeah. it's just kind of like and now this and yeah that, <laughs> and now something different yep it's a variety hour uh, uh, <laughs> book
0: right <laughs> and covers all sorts of fascinating topics Hmm. and. And because it's so relatively modern, it's beautifully written, and Mm -hmm. so it is one of the easiest books in the Bible to read. Interesting. Because it it had an excellent author. What... uh, Slash editor, because he also was collecting stuff. To do a quick
1: comparison, since we said that Deuteronomy uh, uh, Mm -hmm. and this uh, passage roughly say the same thing, anything interesting uh, from the... uh, Or between the Deuteronomy reading and the Sirach reading, like... What's interesting about you know Deuteronomy is it says this or, or Sirach it says this uh, anything anything that stands out I know we didn't really prepare for Deuteronomy but I love to throw questions to yeah. you that you're not prepared for it.
0: Well, the the most famous line from the Deuteronomy passage is the uh, yeah you have before you life or death choose life or death mm-hmm. and Sirach um, he used a more poetic image of fire and water. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the, it's the same thing. That water is life and fire is death. Right. So, written hundreds of years, Ciroc, written hundreds of years later, has um, the confidence to make it a little more beautiful mm-hmm. and therefore perhaps more memorable.
1: Yeah. Nobody remembers Deuteronomy.
0: But the, <laughs> <laughs> the theology is the same. Well, right. and part of it is so the students not come on. We've heard this before. It's a okay, mm-hmm. slightly different way of saying it, the same lesson, but maybe now you'll learn it.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it just needs to be said slightly differently or from yeah. a different source. Well, then let's move on to 1 Corinthians, shall we? Yeah. This This Pauline reading uh, is featured ver- in verses 1 through 9. and of chapter? Oh, oh, sorry. Chapter 3. Yeah. I, I said it wrong. Uh, um and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, last week's reading uh, ends at the end of the yeah. chapter, and so this is right it's where we left
0: continuing off. Continuing on
1: in order, uh, although that doesn't really matter for this Paul letter because it's, uh, it's. There's a
0: redundancy built. There's in.
1: a little bit of a redundancy built into it. I talked about that at, uh, at the in, in in youth group, and oh, maybe good. shared a personal frustration that uh, <laughs> uh, on the redundancies. <laughs> Love you, Paul. Um, First Corinthians chapter three, verse one through nine. And so, brothers and sisters, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but rather as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for solid food. Even now you are still not ready, for you are still of the flesh. For as long as there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving according to human inclinations? For when one says, I belong to Paul, and another, I belong to Apollos, are you not merely human? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. The one who plants and the one who waters have a common purpose. And each will receive wages according to the labor of each. For we are God's servants, working together. You are God's field, God's building. Um, kind of starts off here with a little bit of a slap. Right. <laughs> you a bunch of babies. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, not just a little bit. It's a, yeah. Hey,
0: yeah. wake up. <laughs>
1: Couched in such a way that oh, that it couldn't have been an insult.
0: It sounds so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, okay. That, that, I'm glad you put it that way. Got to remember that in the time of Paul and in Jesus, uh, and of Jesus, children had extremely low status. Mm-hmm. That okay, to put it crassly, if um, they had mass advertising that time, you would never have used a child as an attempt to sell a product. Because being associated with a child would have been insulting. They were seen as stupid and dirty and likely to die. So don't get too attached. Huh? And you can't are economically simply a drain rather than a help. And so until they became um, people who could contribute to a household, uh, they had no legal rights. Mm-hmm. And even under um, biblical law, um, we're not seen as human beings until depending on the interpretation until they're around three years old. So hmm. when Paul compares the Corinthians to a nursing baby, it's like, yeah, you guys are dumb as dirt. <laughs> it
1: also kind of uh, show, goes to show you that um that that would have been the other. I know it's not a reading this week, uh, but uh, the other implication is Jesus saying, "Unless you are like these, yeah, that like, was
0: that was a humbling. That passage. would have been a very
1: that would have been a very head turning. Like, wait, what? Yeah, you,
0: we, we left unless, that behind. We're yeah, we be tall people now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm productive. Yeah,
1: you, you, you want know, me to be unproductive and unhelpful, be. To the, <laughs> unhelpful to the unhelpful to the to the to uh, the to the family? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and a financial burden, although that part still true. Um, <laughs> a drain on 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 the finances. Yeah. The, like that would have been very. Wait, what? What now? Yeah. Um, but I do very much. Uh, th- this is an example uh, where Paul's imagery, I think, does come through for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, uh, good on you, Paul. This is this is a good <laughs> example. But like, uh, you know, the 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 one who uh, the one who plants and the one who waters, uh, is not. Important. They've right. done their task. They've done their duty. Uh, uh, and they're an important part of the process, but not the ones to be worshipped. Right. And so he's really pushing off, like, I heard some of you talk about, the, you know, mm-hmm. the way you're talking about me and the way you're talking about Apollos and the way you talked about John the Baptist. This is not appropriate. The growth right. comes from God. I'm just, and that that's where other imagery comes into play, like I'm merely a vessel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just, you know, here to to, to do um uh, god's will um although uh, and uh, the other thing that comes to mind is the that, that that does uh undo a little bit of the the parable of the sower
0: <laughs> no
1: doesn't it isn't the it wasn't the sower supposed to be god in that in that i'm going down a rabbit hole of a of a different reading that well, we're not talking about i'm not sure about. why it counters the sower well the person he's talking about the person who plans so, oh so. if you'd use
0: the exact same yeah metaphor. yeah you weren't supposed to <laughs> and there's a good chance that paul hadn't heard that story yet oh, that's a good since point. since the this letter predates the gospels
1: yeah oh oh it does
0: yeah any paul letter predates any written down copy of the gospel that we're aware of of any of the four Gospels. It's
1: very interesting i don't know as if we've said that on oh, this podcast okay. before yeah.
0: it's, it,
1: i think we've talked about time frames and yeah and all that but
0: yeah, Paul's letters are the earliest really Christian documents that exist. Hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I do like the, the the imagery where he pushes off the attention that he's getting. Yeah. Or maybe uh, uh, maybe another Paul way of doing things. Uh, uh, the the secret story was no one was saying this, <laughs> he was just saying it <laughs> upright <front laughs> to kind of get people. Like, like, yeah. <laughs>
0: now that you said that, I picture me what. Like, you say that? No, I didn't say that. Yeah, say I didn't that. say that about Paul. You? <laughs> some people are calling me the yeah. best thing
1: ever. Now I'm picturing- I'm not. I'm, I'm not, you know, but now, just...
0: <laughs> I'm picturing Paul as the main character in The Office. <laughs> yeah. Best boss ever. I got, <laughs> no one's saying I that. got
1: this mug. I mean, I bought it for myself. Yeah. But I've heard some people tell me, or I'm sure some people have yeah. thought that it's true. <laughs> best boss ever. Um but yeah but yeah uh, uh, but I but I liked uh, I, I like the imagery of of, of where we're here and we're part of something that is obviously very helpful and rejuvenating mm-hmm. and pushing you know the future forward. you know we're a planter, we're a waterer we're you know we' we're, we're we're doing important work yeah. that needs to be done, but that doesn't mean that we deserve. Uh, the trappings and, yeah. and the the attention from that, because really none of that that that, that we're just providing uh, the right circumstances and conditions just doing for our God.
0: part in the big picture. Yep, for yeah, for God's
1: work to to, to her.
0: And so another passage, just like with the first one, where where it is so relevant today. Yeah, yeah that we we're constantly, particularly within Christianity, um, having to. Hold leaders accountable who forget this kind of teaching, uh-huh. who um, put themselves above others, who lose who lose if they've ever had it. Hopefully, they did the um, discipline of servant ministry. Mm-hmm. And said, so, I can't tell you how many times I've heard um, clergy say, "Well, I deserve this because I give up so much for God," and whether. I literally heard uh, a non-Episcopal clergy member say that about Lincoln Continental back when that was the car. It's like, no, I, I don't think it works that way. No. <laughs> but it's so easy to fall prey to that when everyone's yep. shouting hallelujahs to God. But what do you know? You're the only guy on the stage.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and to use our our, our, our prior passage... There's nothing wrong with you getting the Lincoln Continental. Just admit that you're reaching for the bowl of fire. Yeah, that's right. That really is true. <laughs> yeah, we know it's your human nature, and that's mm-hmm. in in a way that is fine. Uh, um, uh, judgment is is not for not ours to be had. It's mm-hmm. it's God's. And sure, there's plenty of things that all of us do that could be money could be better yeah. used <laughs> elsewhere. But so yeah,
0: you know, the way that I then. Hold myself accountable is to say well I don't know the whole story Maybe that dude Buying that Lincoln Continental saved Some other guy's business Or maybe it allowed Him to move A single mother or not uh, A woman who's being abused by her husband Out of the abusive Household in one trip Right. I mean it just goes on and on the possibilities In which God can write straight With crooked lines We
1: do know that it was not an environmentally friendly car
0: True. <laughs> so it was not
1: helpful there, uh, but uh, you know, hey, yeah. what can we do? Yeah, <laughs> again, is, not not for us to judge. Yeah, yeah, um, because that is not part of the Sirach reading, and and look to well, your neighbor I'm, and and judge him immensely if he reaches free. for that bowl of fire. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I was going to say, that, <laughs> that's the bowl of fire, that, especially in this <clears throat> era, is so easy to reach for and say that looks warm it's so, it's
1: so pretty it, <laughs> it dances so in great. the light um, it looks so
0: great on my internet
1: feed <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you want to say about this pauline letter we can move on to matthew matthew's fairly lengthy so yeah. i want to give it yeah we should probably due. move on all right so giving matthew its due since it's like uh this is a this is a good old thesis uh, uh like <laughs> kind of a kind of a reading Matthew chapter 5, verse 21 through 37, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you, if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to the court with him, or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly I tell you, you will never get out It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not swear falsely. But carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot take, cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one." Um, there's some words here that um I don't know as if are to be taken literally. Okay. <laughs> Correct. So uh I'm wondering if uh uh because I mean obviously I, I think it's obvious that Matthew is not saying tear out your eye. Right. Or cut out your tongue or chop your hand off. Um so I guess the first, or
0: anyone else's, or anyone else's, despite uh, yeah, our, that's a good point.
1: Christian practices through the centuries. So I guess my question is: um, is are just those? My first question is: just those sections? Are those? Uh, is the whole thing not to be taking a hundred percent literally, or is it just those sections? Or because I mean, if you kind of get in your mindset of like, okay, he's obviously not saying. You know, dismember your body. Yeah, but is he serious about like if you, you know, if you look at a woman you've committed adultery, is that literal or is this driving home the point of you are sinful by nature or what is
0: what what's what is uh, okay.
1: Matthew writing about here?
0: The, the con- I think the concept is everyone within the Jewish tradition. And Jesus is part of the Jewish tradition has had hundreds of years to water down the ethical instructions mm-hmm. and I am now taking off the books the um, some of the exceptions that have developed or odd practices or interpretations that have developed and we really should have a passion, for an ethical life, rather than trying to figure out what's the least we can do. Okay, that's an interesting
1: uh, uh, way to then approach that yeah. because this kind of seems as though it's, uh, um, it's almost like handing down uh, uh, new new commandments.
0: Uh, yeah, it's supposed to remind us of of that handing down of the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. But um, each one of the items he highlights is somewhere within the Hebrew scriptures as um, an instruction from God. And each of them had by um, various traditions and practices been watered down. Hmm. So this is a a reissuance of um, reinforcing some of the, um, I don't know if it's so much, and this is up to each individual to interpret, is it that these are the ones that have been most frequently watered down, or are they just really good, memorable examples mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. we know we shouldn't water down any of our ethical life, but instead keep to high ideals about loving God and loving neighbor?
1: Right. Um, well, I mean, I could tell you uh, the way this passage makes me feel, the way that I end up interpreting uh, passages like this, it, it kind of it, it, it kind of impresses upon me the overwhelming feeling of you're never going to get this right. Oh, you know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, be, because it, yeah. it's
1: look, it's, well, it's yeah, so still easy have to your s-
0: eyes and your hands. Yeah,
1: like exactly. Exactly. And, and your, your, uh, the, the threshold for a sin is so low that it's your, you, you know, I, goodness I'm sending all the time like the, the 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 second that I have that flash of anger or frustration towards someone like there you go that's 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 what I'm talking about you're not supposed to do that you're not supposed to have that and in in many cases it kind of feels like a like shoot that was a that was even just a reaction I didn't even have a chance to think about how I interact yeah. in this situation or you know whether or not I got frustrated it was like an autoimmune response and and, you know, you're telling me that was sinful. So the, the way that uh, that I've internalized passages like that over time has been like, just in case you have forgotten, you are going to sin. And you yeah. are sinful by nature. And this is your reminder that you're not going to be able to do this all on your own. You are not going to yes. be able to lead a perfect life you are still going to need god right you're 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 not going to accomplish this task all on your own right and you are not going to to lead your good and holy life without god and that's just a reminder that he's the important aspect Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, yeah the the one thing i would correct in what you said is again the serach passage we're not sinful by nature we're sinful by choice Okay, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. And, and, and not all Christians believe that, mm-hmm. but well, it's in the scripture. Um, and so at times we will make the wrong choice. We will mm-hmm. choose fire rather than water, um, death rather than life, but God knows that and God helps us deal with that. Mm-hmm. So I I think you're, you're where you ended up was still right about, these being reminders that we can't do it on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we are always dependent upon God to live a righteous life. Yeah. But I don't want you to feel so bad as you get there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's necessary. Well,
1: and I also I also would say that in a way I, I, I do feel as though uh, um, some of our human nature is, is you know, while, while Soraka... Ninety nine percent of our human experience, the rock passage is true, right? I mean, like you do, you do choose, but there's also not a. Is is there really a good and holy anger? <laughs> you know, as far as like, anger is part of our human experience and the human emotion, and is that really a choice that if, you have made, or is that just kind of the way that you?
0: I'm thinking of some are. of the really holy people I've known, and they can. They can express they they are able to express anger in a holy way. Hmm. And I
1: would love you, to learn
0: how. To... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's most of them are um, you know over 60, 70 years old, taking that long to be able to do it. Hmm. But it's a, um, a a willingness to really turn over every aspect of them of their of themselves to God, so that. Even as they feel anger, they can internally, quickly assess, is that just me or is that God saying something needs to be said here? Mm. And like I say, the really, really holy ones, they won't be able to do 100%, but they can express anger in a way that helps change the world and does not demean anyone. That's part of what I see is the difference is it's not insulting, it's not demeaning, it's speaking Um, truth in a loving way usually but people know they're getting a tongue lashing gotcha I mean it's not it's not passive aggressive sure 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 yeah um ask me about hell
1: sure (laughs) Bruce tell me about hell yeah I, I am I am struck by that because uh, if I remember correctly, uh, the social construct didn't really like, like the, the social group of, of, of uh, um, Jewish people of didn't really have a
0: concept of right hell. It's like a, that didn't exist. right. It's a circular interpretation is the, by modern Christians. Um, the term that Jesus uses, actually literally refers to a garbage dump outside of Jerusalem oh and okay yeah so it it's not the word for hell hmm. but because people interpreting this for hundreds of years in Latin and then uh, translating it in English wanted passages about hell they said talking punishment this must be hell So that must be a word for hell. It's not. It's a word for a garbage dump that was considered a place of great unpleasantness Hmm. and destruction of stuff because it was a a garbage dump that burned and a place where God was absent because it also had a reputation as as a place where um, really bad people would do really grisly sacrifices with rumor including human sacrifices so if it's a
1: yeah if it's a burning uh uh, trash heap then
0: with carcasses i I can imagine
1: all manner of crimes being able to be committed
0: yeah Yeah. it's not someone hang out (laughs) right who were up to any kind of good so um yeah it's hard to uh, Maybe because I just don't think negatively, but you'd ha- a current um, equivalent would be just trying to figure out what's the grossest place I can think of, and say um, that's where I don't want to be, mm. because that it's a, basically a self curse that Jesus is describing here. Of um, you know, if you if you do these things, you could end up in that icky place, um, and it, it again it doesn't mean eternal damnation it means going to that place where terrible things happen it's smelly it's disgusting mm-hmm. um, a place of dead things that no no one would ever want to be so in some ways it's sort of like you'll end up saying you'll end up in the gutter maybe that but a lot stronger than that
1: gotcha but it would, it would have been a term that the readership would have been like oh yeah that place is the worst
0: yeah 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 and, so and it's full of evil
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got two more two okay. more questions I, even though we're running a little long here um, 34 uh, where or sorry 33 where it starts talk, talking about swearing yeah um, is this because uh, I mean we've talked about it plenty of times before the the blessings and curses right. style of writing is this basically saying like you gotta is tone it,
0: it down dudes yeah interesting yeah, and it, it it's not talking about in terms of swearing. It's not talking about four letter words. It's talking, sure, 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 sure. It's talking about trying to say that God cares about whether or not you have you're doing a fair deal with a used car. Mm. That people were using God's name for the most trivial things, and therefore people were um, losing yeah losing respect for the holy name.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. So it'd be like, uh, may this paperclip serve you well, and if not, then may God strike me dead. Right. <laughs> but it's not it, It's not necessarily like a a a call to like let's
0: stop doing the blessings and curses thing and just start doing blessings. Well, but, it kind of is. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's basically saying we we we're getting beyond that, guys.
1: Which would be kind of weird socially to start hearing that. Like,
0: well, that's part of the.
1: So like may this cow serve you well, the end. And like I kind of like the the <laughs> weight of the and if it doesn't, yeah I'll God's you know. wrath will come down right, on Right, right, right. Oh, I feel like you really stand by this product. And <laughs> and now yeah. it's just like, no, I hope it works out well for you. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with it? <laughs> well
0: <and the> other, <laughs> it's okay. Um and, and part of it is that Jesus really wants people to, as it says, say yes, yes or no, no. Mm-hmm. And rather than okay, if I have four blessings and four curses attached to it, that's a really strong yes. But yeah. if I only have two, then uh, it's a mediocre. A yeah, yeah, it's a fudgy. So yes. just be honest and with it, and, and just be an honest person who yep. doesn't even need a blessing and curse attached, and people will believe that's uh, the truth that you are telling. Gotcha, and will, and will live out.
1: Yeah. So in a way, it's kind of a call to simplicity.
0: It really is, hmm. yeah.
1: Uh, and then I, I, I can't let you off the hook uh, and and read this passage and not have you address the divorce paragraph. Uh, oh, is there or, a divorce uh, in this? it? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, yep. it's a, it's a, it's it's in the gospel reading. Yeah. it's an uncomfortable right. subject. We'd rather talk about adultery. I think. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, uh So, uh, what what about this passage?
0: Well, the uh, big thing is that. What scholars believe was the context Jesus was dealing with were people, particularly men, who were marrying a woman simply for the reason of having sex with her. And then as soon as the one-night stand was over, we'd divorce her. Mm. Um, That it was um, completely... Taking away the spirit of marriage, but fulfilling the law around marriage.
1: So this would this would kind of go into conjunction with the, my first question, which was uh, about um, um, the interpretation. Like you were you were addressing how these laws have been have morphed over the right. over over years and Well, and like out
0: loopholes. That's
1: yeah. That and so this is an, addressing one of those loopholes of like that's you know you're being dishonest about yeah that approach. Like yeah. that's not. It's legal from such a purely technical standpoint that you've you've sullied the whole concept.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah. You're just doing what you want to do rather than living the more ethical life that God has called you to.
1: Very interesting. Uh, there there he, he leaves a loophole in there. Except for in chastity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's <is> fine. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And frankly, there's some discussion about whether Jesus actually had unchastity in there. There's a certain amount of grammatical um, early burliness hmm. there that it may be that's where one where he, the earliest Christians were. Come on, he, come on, gotta have that in
1: there. <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna carrot this back in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he, we, he didn't say it, but we know we he, don't want to stone anyone. in right, that, right, But come on, we gotta right, right, at least right. be able to get out. Of I marriage. got I got the point of what you were saying, Jesus. I'm just gonna make some yeah. small change here to that, just to clarify. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: marriage and divorce is very difficult, and this passage reflects that, and our um, historic conflicts around it and challenges around it, reflect yeah. like
1: that. No, I don't know what, you know, there's there's no historical context of, regarding the Church of England or, uh, <laughs> divorce or, or, or <laughs> involving divorce. That's ridiculous.
0: Henry the what's-his-name. <laughs> <know? laughs>
1: Can we, Henry the jerk um, Anyways, so yeah uh, Anything
0: else about? We should probably wrap up
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah. we don't want to hit the hour mark That would be yeah. awful um, uh, So we apologize for forcing uh, 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 50 minutes of ourselves upon you um, But uh, we really thank you for joining us Definitely uh, This was your podcast for February uh, Goodness, what date is that? I can't even read it February 16th What day is today? Plus 7? Um <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us for your, for your podcast, uh, February 16th. We hope to see you, uh, on, at uh, our services at eight to 10, um, eight or 10, eight, or 10. <laughs> eight to 10. Nope. You're expected to be through both. There'd be an hour break in between. <laughs> Do you love God or not? I mean, come on. Um, no, eight or 10, uh, with a, with a nine o'clock hour in between. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and, uh, lots of stuff going on. So feel free to visit our website, uh, Holy Family, Holy Family. Fishers? Well, goodness, mm-hmm. I don't even know my own. Our own yeah, uh,
0: familyfishers.org or HFEC.org.
1: Okay, fantastic. And uh, um, uh, if you're not unable to join us, we'll have the the, the sermon up uh, on, on the podcast and on YouTube, HFEC videos on YouTube. Uh, but uh, until then, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.